Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast live from Spain. Uh, I'm Chris Woff, a USC writer, joined by our chief football writer, Lee Ryder. We've just spent the day at Newcastle United's training ground, which is uh, just next to La Finca Golf Resort, which is about half an hour from where we're staying. We are staying near the Pinatar Arena when Newcastle plays CSK in Moscow tomorrow. I apologise for any background noise. We are just in the hotel lobby uh, conducting this uh, podcast. Lee, first of all, just... Your thoughts on training this morning and uh, Newcastle. It wasn't, I don't think, as intense as some of the sessions have been the last few days. Quite short, quite sharp, passing drills, then a few shooting drills. And, and just what did you make of what you saw, particularly with the new boys having been in action there? Yeah, I mean, it was, for all it was short and sharp, I think it was, uh, it was competitive. A few crunch tackles flying in. Uh, the midfield battle is really intensifying. And, you know, I think there's no there's no sort of um, boundary sometimes once those players go over that line even if it's training they want to do their best they want to win the ball every single time and uh, Modi Army certainly let Rondon know he was there in a, a, a bit of a cruncher um, Hayden stuck the boot in a few times as well uh, I thought it was some it was it was really you know intriguing to watch actually um, especially on the back of uh, you know the Wolves game, uh, we don't usually get the chance to see training. It's very rare. It's very rare that a Premier League club opens its doors like Newcastle have today uh, and allow the full glare of the media. Uh, it's it's not every club that does that. But then you know Newcastle is is not every club. They know that there's a demand with the media. They know there's a demand with the supporters to have a little bit more of a look um, to see what's underneath. And uh, we've seen it today and. The, the best you can report back is, is that you know this team are hungry and this team care I mean you say about this team being hungry and this team care and I think we touched upon this in a Facebook live earlier but someone who epitomises all that and you saw it first hand today is Matt Ritchie literally 10 yards away from him you don't have what you usually have on a Saturday which is 52,000 fans at St James's on an away ground where you've got however many thousand you could hear every word that he says and he encourages his teammates he tells them where to pass the ball uh, he shouts at them, tells them where it should be and you can see he's one of those on-field leaders along with the likes of John Joe Shelby and also Martin Dubravka, those players you can hear them up close and you get that different perspective which you don't necessarily get on a Saturday when you hear so much background noise Yeah, I mean it's Richie was, you know, a standout performer in training, and that's what Rafa Benitez wants. He wants, you know, who's going to drive the training session today? And it was, you know, Matt Richie was one of those people. Um, it's no wonder he's one of the first names on a team sheet every week. Uh, this season, he's had a very steady campaign. He's played in different positions. He's going to be needed in that 12 game run in now, uh, where Newcastle are trying to get as many points as they can. If they can get two or three wins ticked off in the next five games you know it's going to be crisis what crisis they'll be pretty much safe with those you know th- probably three wins will do it now three wins out of 12 but I think looking at the way they trained looking at people like Richie and Hayden and Diame I think they're a bit more hungry then to settle for just surviving I think they'll want to put a little bit of gloss on that and try and finish as high up the table as they can I mean, this afternoon we sat down with Rafa Benitez, I'll get on to that in a bit, but first of all we sat down with Martin Dubravka, the man of the moment, the moment everyone's talking about him, the goalkeeper situation at Newcastle United. Uh, obviously there was the incident on Monday, which he is adamant was a foul. 
Uh, he, he explained that about the incident with Matt, uh, Jamal Lascelles in the immediate aftermath. He said that, and Lascelles even said in an interview this afternoon that he since apologised for Dubravka. He realises it was a foul. But it was interesting for Dubravka. He seemed really fronted up. There was no questions off limits, but he's someone who seems very confident in his own ability and he still believes that he could, and will and should be number one for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think certainly he'll be number one in the next game. That's that's the feeling I've got. Uh, when I first came over here, I wasn't sure because I know Rafa Benitez has he's changed goalkeeper before. Um, but it, the vibe I get now is that it looks like uh, Dubravka will play against Huddersfield, whether he plays tomorrow in the friendly against uh, CSK Moscow. We'll wait and see because I think it's you know it's important for Rafa that he gives the other goalkeepers a a little taste of action um, so we might see Darlow we might see Woodman we might see both um, and then Dubravka will be back on duty for the Huddersfield game uh, other, other than that it would be a huge shock if someone else started between the posts and in terms of the rest of the afternoon we sat down with Rafa Benitez who if I'm right in saying I think he was around for about four hours or more with both British and Spanish journalists there were TV crews uh, from both England and Spain there were reporters from uh, Marca from, from uh, AS I think as it's called AS however you want to call it the Spanish newspaper there was uh, us the local media across the wall so national journalists from England Sky were across Premier League productions and Rafa Benitez did not seem a chore to him to sit down with them all and, and give the media his time for having come out and, and, and seen the group and he again always warm always welcome and always fascinating in his answers uh, speaks to you, engaging and really just shown again today as class as, as a manager and also just a, as a person in terms of conducting himself with the media and people in general I mean he's a, a real asset for Newcastle United as a club because I know it's about wins and I know it's about trying to take the club on and you know one day maybe win a trophy you don't get anything for conducting the most interviews but the what happens is when that happens is basically Rafa Benitez is spreading the name of Newcastle United around the world um, you know the Spanish journalists were there because not just because he's a former Real Madrid manager he's someone they're proud of in their country and you know they were hungry to know about Newcastle United what the project is what happens next after this season so as far as he's concerned he um He'll be at Newcastle United as long as they make him welcome. And if the contract doesn't arrive where it's an ambitious project, then you know there's a good chance he'd be somewhere else. And if that happened, it would be a travesty for the fans, but also for Newcastle as a club. They won't get a manager who can uh, attract that much attention uh, on a trip like this. And if they go back to another head coach or, dare I say, yes man, then I, I just I do fear for the club that you know they'll slide down again, and uh, Rafa Benitez you know will be appreciated somewhere else, and I think that will be an absolute nightmare. Just touching upon the contract situation, I mean we've had stuff in the last few days about Amanda Stavely saying she's still interested in buying the club. The Peter Kenyon stuff seems to have gone quiet. The club is still on the market though, as, as Mash Holdings, Meg Ashley's parent company, confirmed, because uh, I think they've only failed on. on February the 4th so as of February the 4th the club remains for sale but Rafa Benitez still at the moment going at the final few months of his contract uh, talks have been indefinitely postponed where, where do we stand on that situation I mean it's a bit more relaxed environment you get with Rafa out here 
Uh, not that he spoke about his, his contract situation or anything like that, but just in terms of the vibes you're getting from him, from other people at the club at the moment, where where do you do you think we stand? Do you think we're any further forward than we were a few months ago, or is it very much Newcastle United need to come to him with an offer which he can't refuse? And by that, I don't mean just I don't mean monetary terms. It's nothing to do with that. I mean in terms of going forward, something that you can really build towards. Well, that's what he's looking for, isn't he? He's looking for you know he wants the, he wants the strength in the academy. Um, he wants, you know, a convincing transfer pot. Uh, as you say, it isn't about money. It's not about salaries. Not looking to, you know, be greedy or anything like that. If the project's right, you know, I think he would probably do it for less than he would a club abroad. And there's plenty, going to be plenty of interest in Rafa. He'll walk into another job somewhere else. So it's, this is crunch time for Newcastle to step up and go to him with an offer and say, you know, let let's do it. As far as we're concerned. Um, those contract talks haven't started. There's been nothing fresh on the table, and you know Newcastle as a club, as I say, will suffer if Rafa Benitez um, doesn't get his future sorted soon. Maybe we'll have to wait until they're secure in the Premier League. Uh, I suppose it's all over if Newcastle did get relegated. He, he certainly wouldn't stay again, would he? After relegation, maybe some people wouldn't want him here if they got relegated again. I don't know. It's it's about opinions in football, but if they can stay up, I think it's uh, in the, some ways people look back on this season as a bit of a wasted season because they could have kicked on, they could have got the transfers in earlier, Almiron could have came in earlier, they could have been right up there. I mean, there's not you know that much difference between Wolves and Newcastle in terms of quality and competitiveness, uh, but they went out and signed the players that get the job done and uh, Newcastle probably need two or three more of them to put themselves in that category In terms of doing the things Benitez wanted I mean this time last year or rather 11 months ago when Benitez first floated the idea of coming out to La Finca and then Pinatar Arena for a mid-season training camp and friendly there was some scepticism from some of the powers that be at St James's Park whether it was the right thing to be doing whether it sent out the right message Newcastle came back from that won three games in a row including against Huddersfield Town basically secured their Premier League status for another season at all but guaranteed it after that period they're thinking this year is similar it's slightly earlier in the season but the fifth round weekend presented an opportunity ahead of two huge matches against uh, Huddersfield and Burnley we weren't the finger again today and really it's it's in the middle of nowhere it's similar in one sense to Carlton House in Ireland when Newcastle going pre-season three years in a row Benitez likes that the focus is very much on training on the players bonding off the pitch and do you, from, from what you've gone at so far I mean obviously it's the match tomorrow but from what you've seen and what you've heard so far the environment you witnessed today do you think that it's had the positive effect Benitez wanted particularly on the back of that frustrating result on Monday night? Well it seems to have and I've been on a few of these mid-season trips and pre-season trips before and the atmosphere today was you know, fantastic. The players were brilliant, friendly, wanted to talk and it isn't always like that. You know, I went to uh, the United States when Pardew was manager and there was real hostility towards mem- certain members of the press on that trip. We didn't feel welcome at all. It was you know, players actually coming up and having a go. Uh, at certain journalists on on that particular trip to the States. Very intense feel around the camp. Things weren't right. But this is completely the the complete opposite of that. It's uh, a pleasant environment. There's no 
uh, sly remarks from the players. Uh, when the journalists are watching, sometimes that can happen. Uh, perhaps a little bit of light, sort of Mickey taken, but nothing, nothing nasty which I've experienced in the past. And you know, to be allowed in the hotel and you know speak to the players, you know, mix with them, do your interviews, speak to the manager. Not, I didn't feel um, any kind of negativity. We were there for about three or four hours, and Rafa's probably still talking now to the to the Spanish papers. Uh, I didn't feel any negativity in that that time frame, and you know, no, sometimes they'll try and also wrap it up and try and get you out of the hotel, but there was none of that. It was like stay as long as you need to do, get your work done, all that kind of thing. And I thought that that for me says that the atmosphere in the group is right. And obviously this trip will culminate in the match tomorrow, which is uh, against CSK in Moscow, friendly at the Pinta Arena, uh, 12 p.m. local time, so back in England. Anyone who's listening, it'll be 11 a.m. there. We will have full coverage on Chronicle Live. Unlike last season, Benitez suggested to us today that it's not going to be three 45-minute thirds or periods, whatever you call it. This is straight 90-minute match. Uh, CSK Moscow, Russian Premier League side coming up towards the end of what's been a winter break for them so they've had quite a few friendlies recently what do you think Benitez will be looking to gain from this match do you think that we'll see basically every player who's here used do you think we'll see change in goal do you think we'll see change in will Almiron play a significant period will Bereka play a significant period what do you expect Benitez to do tomorrow and what are you most intrigued to see from that match well, I think he's, you know, he will have a little bit of an experiment. Um, it'll be from his point of view, the result obviously doesn't matter. Um, standards will matter um, if the players who get a chance to go out there and you know make a case for themselves to to get in the team. I think from his point of view, he'll want to get minutes in the legs, but also uh, see the right application so that in the next twelve games. If he turns around and says, I'm going to need you in this game to do this job, that player is ready to do it. And I think that's what tomorrow will be all about. And just finally, on the fact, looking ahead to, to next week, Newcastle play Huddersfield on next Saturday. What do you think will be the, the plan after this? The, fly, the players fly back after the game tomorrow. Do you think Benitez has done most of the intensive work this week and it'll be more about just focusing on Huddersfield, not necessarily as much physical work but more tactical this week? Or do you think Benitez is very much right? This is this is the short run into the end of the season. It's pedal to metal now. We need to get focus everything physically and mentally into these matches. Or is it a bit more of a rest and recuperation and mentally recharge during the course of the next week? Well, when I sat down and talked to him, he said, look, you know, the next two games are very important, but... They're not necessarily the be-all and end-all. There's, there's, we don't necessarily have to win both of the games. Uh, what he's saying there is that there will be more opportunities. So don't put too much pressure on these two games. But he, as long as the attitude is right, then there's no reason why they can't go out there and put fifty thousand, get the win against Huddersfield, and then you know complete the, you know the double against Burnley as well, which they beat Burnley earlier in the season, beat Huddersfield earlier in the season for that matter. But if they can do it in front of their fans, I mean. You know, suddenly on 31 points, I think, I think potentially 34 points might be enough to keep Newcastle. They might only need one more win then from the 10 games. I think that that's well within their grasp. I think Rafa generally feels this team are close. They're close to completing the job. They've been very unlucky in some games. I mean, Watford away, they were one 0 up with eight minutes left. One 0 up at Wolves going in the last throws of stoppage time. 
Uh, there's four points they could have had, you know. Certain games at home they were unlucky not to get a point against Tottenham at the start of the season, against Chelsea at the start of the season. Little games, Chelsea away, they, you know, they, it was a very narrow game that. They've been very unlucky not to get full um, points in some games. So hopefully now they can, uh, you know, get the, the rewards they deserve. Well, thank you very much for your thoughts, Lee. As I say, we will have full coverage of the game tomorrow, the friendly match against CSK Moscow on Chronicle Live. We'll also bring you uh, all the interviews and reaction from the training camp over the course of the next few days, and then the build-up to Huddersfield next week. So thank you very much for tuning in.